The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Hi, and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, a weekly show about all things Port Adelaide Footy Club. I'm your host, Mac and I, Tina. Joining me as co-host, we've got Fishing Rick. How are you, buddy? Yeah, nothing, mate. Big week in uh, in work, but you you sound a little bit different, Macca. Well, I got a bloody cold. Yeah, you, you, you sound a little bit nasally there, mate. Thanks. <laughs> it's good to see that you're soldiering on and doing the hard yards for the podcast and the Port Faithful. That's it. One of our big footy uh, Port Adelaide sponsors, Demerson. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> And back on the podcast for the second time, we've got El Scorcho. How are you, buddy? Uh, good, thanks, Maka. Uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, it's fantastic to have you back on. Showdown week, you bloody beauty. Right. Yeah, I picked a good one. I'm very happy to, to be here. That's it. <clears throat> now, what's the feelings around showdowns as a whole? Do you enjoy them or do you get a bit nervous? Or... Yeah, look, always nervous uh, going in just because just of how much it hurts when we lose, especially when in a game like this where we really should win. Um, but you just don't want to lose, and, and you never know. You never know what can happen. So um, I don't like to get ahead of myself. We, we should win this week, but yeah, always nervous going in. That's it. Hey, is is um, El Scorcho actually a uh, an alias for Jacob Surgeon? Cool. I have had that before, actually. I'm, I'm not. I'm not, but I have had that before. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a bit of similarity there. Oh look, I I love Showdown Week. It's uh, it's a great week, and uh, you know I haven't really had too much time to, to talk footy, unfortunately. But uh, the Crow supporters have been very very quiet. Maybe I've weeded them all out of my business, and I've only got Port supporters now. <laughs> Good way to be. <laughs> well, look, let's get straight into it, boys. At Showdown Thirty Seven, we've got a twenty sixteen win loss record. Last time we met was round two, uh, which was the first official home game at Adelaide Oval. We smashed them by fifty four <laughs> points that day. Uh, what's what's different this time around? What can we expect that's going to be different? Not much. Not much. Yeah, we, um, yeah. Go on. I was just going to say, I reckon we're we're probably not as finely tuned as what we were back then. Um, I don't know if teams have have sort of worked us out a little bit, um, you know. And we, I don't think we're as clean and crisp. Obviously, that's going to. Uh, be determined by this time of the year as well. But, you know, when I think back to that that first game, you know, our skills were just unbelievably good and our, you know, our cleanliness with anything we did with ball movement or collecting the ball or handballing. And uh, I reckon we might be just a little, a 5% off. But, I mean, I don't think the Crows are, are too much different uh, now to what they were back then. They're obviously inconsistent still and can't play out four quarters and... Uh, you know, they're desperately trying to uh, reconnect that, but I don't think they've got that got to that point just yet. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a, a bit of a different team uh, from what we face in round two. I think there's something like six or seven different players uh, in the Crows lineup to what there was in round two, especially up forward where they've got Jenkins, Lynch and Walker uh, who didn't play in round two. Uh, it's going to be quite a different forward line. Yeah, look, I think we've probably got the uh, the back line to match up on that. Uh, yep. I, I'd, I'd suggest, I'd, I think Rick's probably right. Our skills maybe are a little bit off, but we have had some tough games as well. Um, and I'd, I'd suggest we're probably a little bit more battle-hardened than we were in the uh, in the first few weeks of the season, even if we're not uh, not connecting with those slick handballs and you know, silky skills like we were. 
So, yeah, I, I think we've probably got the uh, the back line to deal with them. We've probably got the back line really to deal with any any kind of forward line. Um, if they play four tolls, we've got four guys who can play on those guys. Yep. Um, if they play three, then we can, you know, zone, you know, uh, you know, maybe use a Jonas on a bets uh, or, you know, uh, use Homsch as a chop out or something like that. So we've got some options uh, regardless of what they throw up to us. That's it. Well, they've dropped Ben Ruttenall. They've rested him. Um, so do you think they will go with four key forwards up forward or do you think they'll drop uh, Podsy Adley back to centre-half back? So you'd have to think... Uh, You'd assume Tali would go with Westhoff. Uh, they would want to put someone better than Hardigan or whoever they've got left on uh, on Schultz. Otherwise, it's going to be a very good day for us. Yep. I'd imagine. Maybe they. I'd imagine they will drop Pods back in that case. They've brought Luke Thompson into the uh, into the twenty five uh, for his first game for the year. Uh, if he does actually play. Yeah. Uh, again, there's not, I don't think there's a heap of quality there. Though. Yeah. I. I yeah. No, I don't know. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, yeah. There's, uh, absolute shit. Uh, they, they, I mean, Talia is a quite a good uh, defensive player. Um, I, I imagine that he would be following Westhoff around because I, I know they, uh, Westhoff puts the, you know, the fear of God into them. And if he starts to take some marks, they're just going to have, you know, Vietnam veteran style flashbacks of, uh, of showdowns gone and um, probably go into their shells. So I imagine Talia will follow him around. Uh, they're going to want to put someone decent on Schultz because he's, he's in pretty good form. Yep. Yeah, Talia's done the job on Westhoff the last two showdowns, so it'll be... I think it's important to us winning that uh, that Hoff turns up this week. Yeah, I, well, I tend to agree. Um, I imagine he'll try and run Talia around a little bit. That's probably his big advantage over Talia is uh, is the engine. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, <laughs> I originally did threaten that I might do a uh, Q&A student protest style uh, butcher uh, pick style protest. <laughs> but uh, I still think we are a little bit short up uh, forward. And ideally we'd have uh, Westhoff running around. Um but yeah, we you know it'll depend on, on what's going on with the game, I guess. Yep. You wouldn't uh, surely they wouldn't play four tall forwards. So I, I think that would just be craziness from them. Um, you know, without they wouldn't be able to compete with our run probably anyway. But to have four four tall forwards, especially if it's going to be wet weather, um, that would just be mad. I just can't see how they'd be able to compete at ground level and stop our run from the defense which was one of our key strengths so I, I just can't see that being a plausible option and and obviously Ben Rutten's been rested because he uh there's no way he could probably uh keep up with our forward line either and uh, so there's probably no point playing him this week I think the thing with uh, with playing four or the quadrangle of doom as we used to call it back when we tried it a couple of years ago is I think it's to do with trying to make them a, or make our defenders a little bit more accountable I mean that even though they've got four tolls, they are quite different. I mean, Walker's, you know, your brute strength sort of player. Josh Jenkins is really quick. Uh, Posse Adley, well, he does a bit of everything. And Tom Lynch has got the endurance to run all over the ground. So they are all quite different. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Lynch, Lynch could almost play as a as a wingman midfielder type. Um, so it's possible that they'll use Lynch in a role like that and maybe try and exploit a matchup with us uh, if they are going to play the four. But, you know, as you said, if they drop Rutten, they're probably going to be moving one of them back. Matchups? Do you see uh, Jonas going to Walker? He's done the job on him in the past. Or do you see him doing a job on Betts this week? I'd like to think we'll, we'll start Impy on Betts uh, with with Jonas as an option uh, if if it's not working with Impy. I think uh, Impy's been really good. Um, 
probably the highlight would be uh, his uh, Rising Star nomination game where he cut a, a Ballantyne right out of the game. I can remember at the time people were telling me that Ballantyne wasn't any good anyway, and then he's just pretty much dominated every game since. So that was a really good game. Um, and, uh, you know, they're not exactly the same bets in Ballantyne, but they're, they're still that kind of clever, um, you know, can kind of create goals out of nothing type of player. So... I'd hope I'd hope MP would start on him, and I, I think we'll probably end up rotating guys uh, off off uh, Walker. Uh, I don't think we'll we'll keep one guy on him all night, but yeah. I think I think you'll probably see Carlisle and uh, and Jonas play on him a fair bit. Yeah, absolutely. You'd think that MP would. I'd say MP would go on bets, and uh, I don't know. Wouldn't you put maybe Bobby on uh, Walker? As uh, you know, he's our main man, and he's their full forward. Um, I'd probably I'd probably go Bobby to start with. I'd probably put Bobby on Jenkins to start with, I reckon. Wouldn't I thought Trengove would be a good match up there. I'd probably have Trengove on Podsy Adley. Yeah. I guess it depends on uh on who they start up there, but I think we you know, we've got a mix in there to deal with whatever they throw up. Uh yeah. Walker obviously is the uh, is the one who can really, you know, go bang and, and hurt us. Uh not maybe not quite in the way that Buddy did, but in, in a way that, you know, uh, he can get them goals when we usually get an easy rebound, you know. So he's the one we've got to worry about. They're, I mean, they can all kick goals, but he's the the gun. So hopefully we can we can cut him out. Yeah, I really I really like the um, suggestion of Montfries on Brody Smith to try and reduce his attacking influence. So I think the stats that I saw today he's been very good as their uh, defensive runner, and uh, I'd like to probably try and draw uh, Smith deep with Montfries uh, to the goal square. And uh, and then definitely get Angus to to sort of run off him in an offensive uh, manner. I think uh, we could probably take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. He's he's yeah. done that sort of role really well in the past. Yeah, I guess it's just uh, dependent on whether Adelaide allow that to happen. Really, um, I mean, he has been playing sort of more up on a wing uh, these days. Brody Smith. Mm. Well, then if he, if he pushes up to a wing, would you maybe put a Matt White on him? Um, you know, and again, same principle. Matt White's got the speed. Try and just shut him down, and uh, and then run off him the other way. Well, look, Brody Smith. He's probably the number one player that I want to see tagged out of everyone on the Crows list. So I think he's uh, he's the the most dangerous. Uh, certainly can get uh, can get a lot of the ball, and, and is very very damaging, especially anywhere within sort of sixty five meters of goal. He's got a massive kick on him. Um, he, he's great rebounding from the defensive fifties. The number one player that I would tag. Um, I'd pro- who we choose to do that role, I'm not too sure. I wouldn't mind seeing Matt White. As I said on the forum during the week, I'd like to see Matt White start on Dangerfield. I think he's got the, the pace and also the strength to go with him and also the yep. ability to hurt him the other way. Yeah, I tend to agree with uh, with Smith being the danger man, If uh, yeah, especially if they pick a few tolls. If he's getting a lot of you know um, you know fairly uncontested touches where he's getting easy kicks into the forward 50, we're going to be in trouble. So definitely a lot of attention to him. Um, and I think White on Dangerfield is a really good idea as well in terms of, you know, physically he's the kind of player who can stick with him. And there's probably not too many uh, who can in terms of pace and, and size and strength. So I think that'll be a good matchup. Yep. So we've brought in uh, three players into the squad. You would think that Hartlett's uh, a definite to start. Impey as well. Uh, I guess the query comes in on, on whether we bring Dom back into the side or not. He'll come back in. You reckon? Yeah, Ken, Ken's done it all year. He has rewarded the starting 22 players, um, and I can't see that changing. I mean, like it or not, I mean, Tommy did a great job and deserves his spot, 
But I guess, uh, you know, in the team's eyes, uh, Dom really hasn't done too much wrong either. So I just can't see him uh, uh, leaving Dom out, to be honest. Yep. Yeah, I, te- I tend to agree. I think uh, we, we go back to that best 22. Um, and we have, since we pretty much settled on, on the structure we've got, on, when we, d- we did drop that third toll, we've, we've pretty much had the same, you know, uh, best 22 uh, with players going in and out. But, you know, the the, the regulars have always come back. Um, you know, I think Heartland and Pierre are very, you know, they'll come straight in. With Dom or Logan, I'd be happy with either. So I'm, I'm not too bothered by selection this week. If they end up going with Cassisi, I'll be happy enough. If they go with Logan, I think he played really well. And uh, and I'll be happy enough with him as well. So either way, I think I think we're probably set up pretty well. Yeah. So you would think, uh, well, they're, they're all named on the bench, Hartley, Impey and Cassisi. I guess the fourth one would probably still be Aaron Young, which means Gray Mitchell and Logan drop out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much it. I think. I mean, Mitchell. Think that would yeah, I mean, Gray, Gray, straight out. I think anyway. I mean, he comes in and he does an okay job. Uh, again, uh, I, don't, I won't bring it up too much, but I think maybe a, a, another tall could be better in his role. Um, he does an okay job, but um, you know, and, and Mitchell's been okay, and I know Kenny loves his his runners, but um, yeah, he wasn't great. Oh, he was, yeah, he wasn't fantastic last week, and with the players coming back in, I think he was struggling to hold his spot. Yeah, look, I I probably would drop Kane Mitchell, but you know, going on my argument, I just don't think he'll get dropped. To be honest, uh, I think yeah, he uh, like I said, I think Ken will just support the the twenty two players that keep winning. Um, but if anyone was to make way, I'd say probably Kane could be the uh, uh, the fall guy there. I see. The other question with the ins and outs is the um, from the Crows' perspective, they had some other injury concerns as well, didn't they? Such as um, um, Dangerfield was supposedly suspect injured. Uh, I wonder if he will actually come up for the game. I'd be surprised if they didn't play him. It's a pretty big game for them. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a choco thing, but, you know, you'd, you'd think if they can get Dangerfield at 80%, he's going to be better than the next guy they have in. Um, you know, he was pretty terrible in the first showdown, really. He was just turning the ball over a lot and couldn't really get into the game. But, uh if they're going to beat us, they're going to need their their guns to fire, and he's one of the ones who who has that ability to you know to to really hurt us in the contests and and win some clearances for them and get the ball forward. Yep. So I'd be even if he's not if he's a bit underdone, I'd be shocked if he didn't play. Oh, he's got to play. Well, He'll absolutely. I hope fight. they I hope they start taking in underdone players. That'll be fantastic. Well, yeah, I yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised given the, the nature of the game if he didn't get up. But, mm. yeah, if he doesn't, that's good. I mean, it just means we can focus a bit more attention on, on their other players. So so last week we commented that, um, you know, Chad played more of a midfield role and, and maybe that was an opportunity to do that because of, of the younger uh, uh, Bulldog side we came up against. Uh, do we find that Chad probably might go back to the more conventional role of this year, which is uh, predominantly up forward? Yeah, yeah. Look, I think so. Um, yeah. With with Gray going out, you'd think uh, Chad goes straight uh, straight back. But it was really really heartwarming to see Chad, who I think he was a, he was a midfielder at underage level. So he's that kind of player who can just go in and be a, a gun centre square midfielder. And I don't necessarily think it's uh, only because we played against uh, the Bulldogs. I think he can do it against any side yeah. uh, with his class. So really nice to know that we've got guys. I mean, I mean, Mulfrey's is a bit the same as well. Uh, and Gray, we've got you know probably the best. Uh, small forward line in the league and they can all go and be centre square midfielders if they have to. 
Absolutely. I think with uh, Hammer back in the team, we'll see Chad play out forward again. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on who they play on him, um, whether it's Brown or someone like Laird, um, maybe even Carriage. Be interesting to see, um, yeah, who who Carriage goes to, uh, who they who they you know. I, I think probably the strength of our team is that you can't really tag anyone, or you, I mean you can, but uh, there's always someone else who can always go. So yeah, that's right. There's there's all you know. If, if you can get Boke out of the game, then there's four other players who pop up and, and do you know carry the load. So um, any of those players, uh, you'd think would be a good matchup for us. Uh, if they're putting the, you know their best tagger on a uh, on a small forward. That you know, if it really means they're taking a the tagger out of the midfield, which is good for our midfield. Yep. Um, and when we've already got a lot more depth than they've got, you'd imagine uh, that's a really good matchup for us. Yeah, I'd expect Laird to go to wing guard. I'd probably uh, think Brown will go to Gray. And I would say yep. that Kerridge might go to Boke um, after he did such a good job on him in uh, round two. Yeah, I would. I was thinking that maybe um, Kerridge might go to Gray to be honest, because he's been so influential. Um, but, I mean, if that was the case, I'd just like to probably put Gray down more in the forward line and uh, use his creativity there, I guess. And that's the, that's a massive advantage we've got with our team now, you know, because you can put Gray down there and move Chad into the midfield to swap them over. I mean, how do you how do you tag? You can't tag all those players. And if they go in with the mentality of have, playing three designated taggers to try and shut everybody down, it's... Again, it's crazy how, how they're going to win an up of their own ball. They're going to be what relying on their their three Merv Agard medal leaders at the moment, aren't they? And, yeah, it just ain't it ain't going to work for them. I don't think. No, that's yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree that uh, yeah, it's it's really hard to tag Gray. He's not the kind of player who's going to get tagged easily because he can just go forward. Um, and even then, when he is playing centre square clearance midfielder, he's just winning the clearance and going uh, and getting it forward anyway. So. You know, it's not like he's he's running around outside a lot and, and getting a lot of outside ball. Um, so I think if, if I mean again, that would be another win for us. I think uh, Mackie Wright and I think Carriage will go to Boke uh, because he's probably the you know if, if you don't tag him, he'll just get forty possessions and you know uh, dominate the game. So I, th- I think that'll happen. Uh, but yeah, again, Gray's quite a difficult player to tag because of the the skill set he's got. That's right. Speaking of tagging, we still haven't spoken about Polek. I mean, there's still Brad E, but there's still Ollie Wines. I mean, you can't tag them all. No, gonna, that's right. They're going to be hard-pressed. And speaking of taggings, um, Kane Corns, who do we expect him to go to? Thompson had 41 touches last week. Uh, there's Dangerfield, you wouldn't expect him to go there. Uh, maybe Rory Sloan? Yeah, look, Thompson or Sloan, you'd imagine. Probably Thompson, I think. Um, Thompson's the kind of player who, who can be tagged out and you can limit his influence. Um yeah, Sloan's good, but I don't think I probably think Thompson's got a little bit more class at this stage of their careers. I think you know Sloan's still improving. Yep. Um, I, I'd rather have you know if you said can you cut one of them out, I'd rather have Thompson cut out, just because he does have that really big you know forty touch game in him. Where I don't think maybe uh, uh, Roy Sloan's got that just yet. Yep. Does he do much with his forty touches though? I, I thought I thought Rory Sloan's probably more of their inspirational leader than uh, than Thompson and uh, I'd probably like to see Kane uh, try and cut try and cut him out more and um, and leave maybe Ollie to uh, do the ideal uh, clearance machine match up head to head Ollie Wines and um, Scott Thompson that's how I'd go anyway yeah I reckon we should have a a, a bet macker oh yeah <laughs> 
I bet you a beer at the uh, Essendon game that carriage goes to grey at the first bounce. Okay. Yep. All what right. do you reckon? Yep. Deal. All right. Done. Look forward to seeing how that turns out. <laughs> yeah. I might, uh, I might have about 20 beers that game anyway, so it should be fun times. <laughs> Just good. <laughs> <laughs> we seem a little bit relaxed about this one, boys. Oh, probably relax midweek uh, when you can look at it objectively. I think uh, on game day, once I get to the ground, I'll be pretty nervous. Yeah. Um, especially the way we go about it. You know, we, we kind of do that arm wrestle in the first quarter or so and uh, before breaking the game open, you just never quite know that, you know, you assume that we're going to come good and, and break the game open and run all over teams, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily always happen. And if we can't, you know, if we don't hit our targets and we don't kick the goals when we, when we should, like we, you know, against Sydney, uh, we can get hit the other way. Yeah. I'm, I'm opening myself up for ridicule. Um, by Crow supporters. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm pretty calm about this game, to be honest. I, just based on form and how we've tracked the whole year compared to how they've tracked the whole year, I just I just can't... It's going to take a monumental turnaround for them to actually be able to knock us off. And, uh, you know, we, we'll have to be really off our game, which I find highly unlikely, to get beaten. I just You're just looking on current form. I mean... It's a no-brainer, really. And, I mean, we win the matchups at the moment. And, uh, yeah, that's why I'm pretty relaxed about it. Yeah, You'd think they'd go uh, all guns blazing to start with the Crows um, and try and do what Sydney did to us uh, and dominate play in that first quarter. And uh, I guess for them, they'd be hoping that they're sort of five or six goals up a quarter time as opposed to the Swans who are only, what, ten points up or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean that's that's the SCG. You know, this is Adelaide Oval. It's our home ground, really, and uh, no matter what they say, and uh, I just can't really, uh, yeah, I just I can see them coming out with intent, and it wouldn't actually surprise me if they actually come out with a bit of aggro. No one's really tried to do that to the young players so far this year, yeah. and uh, it has it has to come out at, at some stage, some team. We'll have to come out and try and physically intimidate the players. I'm sure it's going to happen. Well, we spoke about that in the uh, round two podcast that uh, whether we would see someone like Paulette get targeted physically, and you know, it didn't end up happening at all, uh, much to the detriment of the Crows, I think. Yeah, but they they got nothing to lose now. You know, they're desperate. They need, they need I mean, to their win. seasons on the line. I mean, you know, if they yeah. lose, then finals is just about impossible for them. Yeah, yeah. that's right. They probably, I don't think they've necessarily got the hard nuts, you know, they could, you know, to, to really dominate us in that sense. Well, I think we've probably got a few guys who uh, will fly the flag, yeah, as we always had, you know, we had with Bergen in back in the day and we've got Trengrove now who, yeah, you wouldn't want to be roughing up someone like MP uh, with Trengrove standing next year. Um, as, uh, I mean, as uh, I guess uh, GSR accuser saw last week when he hit Pollock, um, yeah, you know, we've got enough guys that will get in there and fly the flag, and it's 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 a team thing now that everyone will do it. Or you know, back in the day we used to go, you know, where's Brogan? Now these days we've got some some tough guys, but then everyone will get in there and and, and fly the flag. So I don't think they've probably got the uh, the hard nuts to, to really intimidate us much, but they might give it a go. Um, you know, uh, yeah, we'll see how they go. But I, yeah, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think as you say, they're going to need to. Well, their plans, you know, when when it's close in the first quarter, they're just going to need to hit their shots. Um, they're going to need to 
hold their marks and take advantage of their um, of their of their good play if they are with us in the first quarter because you know we're going to come back. Um, and that's what we do. So if they if they kick six goals straight in the first quarter, we might be in a bit of trouble. Um, if they get the crowd into it, um, if we start well, the crowd will be quiet all day and that'll be that. But if they can get the crowd into it, um, 50,000 people at uh, Adelaide Oval, maybe, maybe it'll uh, keep them on top. I don't think that'll happen, though. I think we'll probably Jeez, smash them. You'd love for us to be four goals up at quarter time. Just to really yeah. silence the crows and silence the crowd and, you know, just get the game on our terms early. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. My prediction is that I reckon there's going to be more action post-game outside the stadium near the tennis court between the opposition supporters and where there will be on the ground. The uh, the hill will be an interesting one. Uh, uh, Macker and I were talking about that before. It'll be interesting to see... Uh, with you know a couple of thousand port supporters on the hill, with all the the regular crow supporters there, who who as we know don't really like uh, other team supporters coming in. So, and we're definitely up and about. And if, again, if we kick the first few, we'll you know we'll definitely be up and about. So it might be a bit interesting on the hill. That's it. And definitely get to the tennis court for a few beers. Absolutely, all the money goes to a grassroots tennis. I think we're calling it. So, oh, excellent. Okay. Well, we just had and pretty, five. And pretty affordable too. Absolutely, $3 burgers and $5 beers, can't beat that. Very what nice. a bargain. Well, look, let's uh, let's go to the big four. Uh, time to stand up, Rick. Who's going to stand up for Port Adelaide this week? I would like Chad Wingard to stand up for us once again. Um, he's kicked 12 goals in the last three games for us, and I think if he can kick another uh, four goals in this game, that will take us a long way to victory this week. Nice. Score choke. Um, look, I, we talked about it a bit earlier, but I think uh, Monfries, um, he, he's always good in the big games and he just pops up and kicks three or four goals. And uh, we'll need him at his you know, niggling best uh, if he does get the job on Smith. Um, but he's the kind of forward who they, that you know, who could pop up and get three or four goals. Um, you, you'd expect the usual suspects, Wingard, uh, Boak, Westhoff to have a big game against the Crows. They always do. Yep. But I'd really like to see Monfries have a big game, cut Smith out of the game and hurt him the other way. Good call. Like that one. I'm going to pick uh, our leadership group. Uh, it's their time to stand up. I think there's no doubt the Crows will throw everything um, possible at this. Uh, you know, they really need a result to keep their finals chances alive. A loss would make it pretty much impossible for them to make the finals. We're expecting the Crows to put everything into this win early and, and be quite physical. Uh, so I think it, it's really up to our leadership group to, uh, to stand tall in this one. I think we really need big games from Boak, Wingard, Ebert, uh, Hoff, Carlo, Trengove. Um, and it's got to be the leaders that win it for this one. Yep. So are you are you questioning that the, the leadership group haven't been standing up, Maka? Not at all. I just think uh, in this particular game, it's got to be the leadership group that, uh, that'll win it for us. No, nah, it's a fair call. I'm just staring you now. <laughs> Played that with a straight bat. <laughs> now the danger man, Scorcho. Who's their danger man? Uh, it has to be. I mean, we talked about Smith, but I think uh, Walker's the one. Uh, similarly to how uh, Buddy hurt us, where he can just create goals out of nothing, and, and he's, he's probably the one guy who, if he really fires out a defence, might struggle to hold him. Um, and you know, you know, we'll, they'll start well, we'll come back. But if he is clunking marks and kicking goals and keeping them with us, um, you know, that that could be where we get into trouble. So you'd hope we burn away if we can 
cut Walker out of the game will, will burn away. But if he can if he can hold a few marks, kick a few goals, especially uh, as the game goes on and we we start to get our run on, yep. um, it could be a similar to a to a Sydney type scenario. Yep. So he's the one I'm worried about. Nice, Rick. I heard Sydney's. Um trolling the uh, competition have actually got offered uh, Walker a five-year contract to go up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go well, Brody Smith. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go Brody Smith. I, I think he's providing a lot of a lot of their outside run, and that's going to be their key to winning. They've got to match our run and beat us at it, and uh, they don't have much, to be honest. And I think Brody Smith's their real, real main driver. So uh, we shut him, him down and shut his metres gain down, and, uh, yeah, that will take us a long way to winning. Great call, Rick. I've chosen Brody Smith as well. I think he's uh, he's definitely their most lethal player on the ground. He's their number one rebound player from defence, and you know, he's just so dangerous within 60 metres of goal. Um, he doesn't really need 30 touches to have an influence, and his last month has been absolutely incredible, and he's rightly spoken of in a uh, all-Australian circles this year. Um, if we're going to do a tight tag on one player, I reckon it's got to be Smith. Yep. Yeah. And the key to winning, Scorcho. Uh, for us, I think it'll just be uh, making sure we take our chances, uh, holding them uh, when when they've got the momentum, uh, as we do. If we can be you know, around the same score as them in the first quarter or even ahead, you know we're going to run away with it. So it'll be limiting the damage in the, in the first quarter when we're quiet and then obviously maximising that once we, once we get the, uh, the advantage. Yeah, I reckon it's. Uh, I didn't bring it up last week, and I wanted to with the or on Monday with the Bulldogs game. But um, for me, it's uh, our defensive pressure. I think if we come with our defensive intensity like we did with the Bulldogs, where what I'm talking about is if if everyone remembers back to that game, uh, we really locked down that last player in the handball chain out of a pack. Uh, situation, yep. the amount of times that we really tackled that last person and stopped the ball from getting cleared out was amazing. And I thought that was that was probably the best element of the game for me from a de- defensive aspect. So if we can bring that level of intensity around the contest again, shut down that second to last and last outlet delivery handball and recipient, um, to me that's going to be the key to winning for us this week. Nice, like that. Uh, for me, uh, the key to winning is having a winning defensive structure in their defense. In sorry, our defensive fifty. Um, I think they've got their their first choice uh, forward line playing together for the first time this year. I think it's going to be paramount that we uh, that we can stop them from having a lot of the play. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the matchups we choose and whether we do try and have a, a plus one in defense as we usually do, or play more sort of like a tight man on man situation. Um, I think uh, we've got the individual players that have proven uh, to have done jobs on these guys in the past. And I also think we've got uh, such a hard-working defensive setup um, as a whole. Uh, it's going to make it really difficult for their forwards to get goals this week. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice. Our prediction. Our, yeah, oh, uh, oh, we'll win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, would imagine, I would imagine five or six goals uh, close early. We'll blow them away in the second half. Um, yeah, and we'll win. Five or six goals. Nice. Rick? Yeah, it was interesting. I was watching um, King and McClure on 360 last night, and they were um, feeling sorry for the, the Victorian teams at the bottom of the ladder. And, <laughs> saying, and King was saying how there's now three great divides in the competition, the bottom six, 
the middle six, the top six, and how the top six or the top teams are going to be entrenched in that top spot uh, for the next five or six years. He can't see them going anywhere. People got short memories how quickly things can change. But it was great and reassuring to see that, you know, they were talking about Port Adelaide as, you know, really entrenched in there now. And also mentioned them as one of those teams where we're going to suck the good players to uh, for the law of a cha- uh, winning a premiership, which made me feel very joyful how we've been able to turn our position around from two years ago that people in the media are starting to acknowledge and think that. Um, so that was a that was a nice little uh, bit for me uh, that I thought I'd pass on, yep. and I reckon Port by eighty nine points. That is the longest prediction ever. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. Eighty nine points, did you say? Yeah, mate. Oh, bring it on! It's going to be a flogging. I love that. Yeah, look. If I we think, get on top uh, early, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I I think we've got the ability. Uh, we've got the star uh, players on the park. Yeah, we've got the defensive setups, we've got the forward line, we've got everything in place for us to win. So on that note, I'm going to pick the Crows by three points this week. Oh, yay, that's better. Well done. That's it. I'll take that this week. <laughs> nice. Bring it on. Can't wait. Yeah, can't Bring wait. it on. Yeah. So who's going to the tennis court to watch it? No. I, 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 I've got tickets. Um, I'll be standing on the hill. Um, nice. Yeah. Yes. I'm uh, in the middle of a night shift week uh, uh, during the game, so I'll probably be sleeping up until the game and hoping my mates uh, hold my spot on the hill. But um, yeah, looking forward to standing on the hill. You know, I usually sit on the fence in the outer, so uh, it'll be nice to, to watch the game from a different perspective. Nice. So, how are you feeling? Are you gonna? Are you, gonna, are you feeling going to be welcomed there this this week? Oh, look, there. I mean, I, I've been to a lot of showdowns and I haven't had too many issues with Crow supporters, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe once. I think I've had a, had a guy have a, have a crack at me, but um, I imagine they'll they'll be up and about early, but as soon as we get on top, they'll be very quiet. Um, so uh, I, I think there'll be a few Port supporters on the on the hills, but I don't think we'll be too outnumbered in that section. Yep. So um, hopefully we can make a lot of noise and be up and about and they'll scurry off to uh, other areas. I think if you want to be safe, you just want to avoid the areas where Phoenix Power um, hang out and probably, yeah, <laughs> probably Eddie Dingle. Um, so if you stay clear of those yes. sort of areas, uh, you'll probably you'll probably be nice and safe. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I had tickets, but I gave them away to a mate that uh, hasn't been to Adelaide, the new Adelaide over yet. So. Good oh, man. Nice. Yeah. All right, SANFL, Sturda playing Port uh, at uh, the Udley Dog Park. Uh, they'll put the uh, temporary fencing up for us again this week. Uh, <laughs> we lost record 175-97. to 97. Last time we met uh, was only a few weeks ago at Albert and Oval. We won by 50 points with uh, Slattery knocking the living crap out of someone and getting suspended for five weeks. <laughs> what can we expect Is Flinny back or has he got another week off? Uh, he's got another week off. We've got uh, Slattery's back, actually, this week. Um, and Ray yep. Was has been named as well uh, on the extended interchange bench. And we're going to have a couple of AFL players uh, back, I guess, aren't we? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if it is raining, if it is a bit of a wet day, you'd imagine uh, Gray coming back into the team will be really big for them. Yep. Um, he, yep. he thrives under that kind of conditions. I mean, you know Summerton's going to have a big game because he does every week. Um 
I mean, it's a shame, I guess, that we've got those uh, those key forwards playing quite well, and hopefully it'll uh, it'll be a bit drier so they can they can have another good game. But uh, I think we'll win comfortably. Talk us Too about Johnny fast. Butcher, mate. You're a big fan. Oh, uh, look. Um, actually, you know, I haven't minded. Um, uh, sure. Uh, I think I think you know, if you watch the games, Butcher's really matured. I, I'm of the opinion that you know, I'd love to unleash Westhoff. I think ideally we have a we have a a a, um, a third tall up forward. And, uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of talk about how, you know, he misses shots or whatever, but I think, I mean, he's still kicking goals in the SNFL. Yep. Um, they're still going through. They're still worth six points. So, um, yeah, look, I think just the pressure would take off Schultz and Westhoff, and I, I think that was probably especially apparent when we've had that tough run of games where we played Geelong, Frio, Hawthorne, uh, Sydney. I mean, yeah, they, they did all right in Sydney, but, you know, Westhoff didn't kick a goal for five games. Schultz was kept quiet, and he, he went from having a comfortable lead in the uh, in the Coleman to, to dropping back a bit. And I think that, uh, that extra tool just means, you know, Schultz isn't getting double teamed. It means, you know, Westhoff can go and be the, uh, the chess queen, as has been called on the – on the port board uh, before um, and, and really dominate teams. So yep. I think structurally I'd love to see Butcher. I think getting games into into our key forwards is really important going forward. Uh, and Butcher's obviously next in line. Although, you know, if Shaw keeps playing as well as he's playing, maybe he'll take over. Absolutely. But I think at the moment Butcher's the one. So um, hopefully, he can, I mean, I, I don't expect him to get picked anytime in the next few weeks. Um, if he does, it'll be probably with an injury to Schultz or Westhoff, which could happen. And that's the only real way I can see him getting in. Um, which I've, I've kind of come to uh, accept, but um, yeah, hopefully if he does get a go, he he, uh, he um, is able to grab it with both hands. Yeah, absolutely. What day? What day is this game? Saturday or Sunday? Uh, Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Sorry, Saturday. I think Saturday. 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 So let's not expect too much from uh, the tall forwards then, seeing it's going to probably uh, hail. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think too much. Really good so, game for uh, Summerton and Gray and the, like, those kind of guys. Logan, if he gets dropped back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all the, all the small players, really, we'd probably be looking for uh, sort of influential games from them. I mean, we know what Tommy Logan's going to s- deliver or Dom Concisi, whoever uh, doesn't get selected in the senior side. But, um, you know, we want to look at the uh, the Archies, the Amons, um, uh, those type of players and, and see what they can deliver. I think that's the key for us this week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Benny Newton. Newton, yeah. It'd be good to see Need have another good game as well. Just to, you know, it's, it's really good and, and, you know, heartwarming to have a list of really good players who are, you know, performing week in, week out in the SNFL. Um, you know, you just think a few years back when we had no one doing anything in the SNFL and Absolutely. we're having to pick guys who were horrendously out of form. And now we're, you know, we have selection troubles every week, which is really good. Picking Simon Phillips after he got three touches or something like that. Yeah, that's right. You know, ideally, it'll be a long time before we have to worry about anything like that again. Picking Simon. So what about <laughs> yeah, what about Rutman? Right. We had uh, the controversial uh, Mitch Harvey playing ruck last week. What's going to happen this week? Well, Brueggemann's name did the ruck, so you'd think he would probably at least start there. I would think. Mm. Yeah, I think Brueggemann's the one with. Uh, you think Harvey and, and Shaw can both. Uh, you know, help out. We've got enough tools there, but I'd hope Brooklyn would, would take most, most of the rough duties. Yeah. I've got Daniel uh, Flynn withdrawals already. It's only been a week. I know, <laughs> I know. I want to see you in action. I've been look- yeah, yeah, I've been looking forward to the uh, the synopsis of his game every week, and it's a bit, oh, it's a bit lonely not uh, hearing anything about him for a week. The Flynn cast. Yes. <laughs> We get a, get Flinny and Jasper on the same show and can go for hours. Good. 
I've been no, I haven't heard any uh, um, response for my pleas for for Jasper to come on the show. There's there's been no contact. He, he was fantastic last week. He uh, that's uh, the, the bounce the bounce pass to the uh, the Bulldogs player was unlucky, but after that, he was probably just about best on ground. I thought he was fantastic defensively. Um, yeah, it was a really good game for people to see that he does make mistakes, but you know anyone watching that game must have seen how good he was. So, he was great. yeah, he was fantastic, and he's he's like that most weeks. I think people just assume because he has the old brain fade, you know, once or twice a game with uh, with the ball in hand that he's not a good defender. But it's just it's people that obviously aren't watching the same games I am. Anyway, um, I'm distracting us again. <laughs> you had to get pit on in there somewhere, didn't you, mate? Ah, it's it's not hard to sneak him in. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I think we might uh, call it quits, boys. Yeah. Hey, hey. Thanks for coming back, Thank on, buddy. Thank you very much for having me again. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the game. power. Hopefully, we have a good win. That's it. Yes. Be loud. Will do. Will do. Don't forget, <laughs> the exciting part of the year is just about to begin for us all. <laughs> Tax time. Uh, tax, tax time. time. Excellent. Oh. Yes. How exciting. So exciting, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Hey? It's Doesn't it just get everyone year. pumped? Man, I'm hard already. <laughs> yeah, good work. I just finished the, the website, so if anyone wants to do their tax returns online via live chat, no no forms needed, just go to chattax.com.au and we'll do it all via live chat for you. Good stuff. 88 bucks. Bargain. Bargain. Get into Bargain, it. and we got our we got our big footy business card. So if anyone wants wants any to give to some friends to spread the word, let me and Mac know. Send us a PM, and uh, we'll try and get some cards to you. That's it. No worries. Very good. Go the power. Go the power. Go the power. Carports. The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda Power. I love the power. I love the power.